Welcome back to the Big Mark Podcast. This is me, your host, Big Mark. If it's your first time listening, welcome. If not, welcome back. Like I always say, if you ever wanted to reach out to the podcast, hit us up on our DMs on Twitter or on Instagram at the Big Mark Pod or on the Big Mark Podcast. Um, you can also donate to the podcast if you've ever liked uh, to Patreon, patreon.com slash the Big Mark Podcast. Follow us along. Uh, subscribe to our channel, like the video. If wherever you're listening, please rate the podcast uh, as high as you'd like, hopefully five. And yeah, thank you so much for listening again. It's been such a pleasure. Um, I I love doing all these all these episodes, and you know, moving on to another studio soon, and it's going to be really exciting into a new apartment and new house, and it's going to be. It's going to be really fun, and and again, it's 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 interesting and it's bittersweet, and it's been great in here, and I'm going to miss the the beautiful wood background, but you know, I think there's a couple more episodes till uh, till it's uh, till I'm till I'm over there. So again, thank you so much to everyone who's who's been with me since the beginning, and again, I love all of you. Thank you so much. And I wanted to talk about something that was, you know, I guess relatively topical just because I just finished watching the last episode. Uh, but I want to talk about the new HBO show, House of Dragon. House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. I always call it House of Dragons, but what can you do? House of the Dragon. Season one just finished. Really, really cool season. Um, if, if you've never heard of it, uh, it's the prequel to the Game of Thrones series. It's based on the George R. R. Martin novel, Fire and Blood. And if you, if you don't know, obviously I'm going to drop my spoiler warning now. If you haven't watched the series, go, go finish it off. But I want to kind of preface this entire episode with, how should I put this? I, again, you know, last last couple episodes seems like I've kind of been doing these little themes here, but, you know, with, with talking about fantasy and then talking about Rings of Power that just finished and then talking about this, I mentioned a few times, fantasy isn't necessarily the first genre that I'm going to go to. I don't know what it is. I think Lord of the Rings, to me, is as far as I go into it. And I thought because of just the the general comprehensiveness, as I've mentioned before, of, of the lore, it just makes a little bit more sense to me. And I feel like there's few worlds that match that. Now, I might be wrong. Hit me up. Uh, any, anyone listening out there that knows of um, another you know, generally relatively similar fantasy genre that isn't just a Lord of the Rings ripoff. Um, but, again, not necessarily always the first genre I, I, I go to, and especially, like, knights and dragons and castles and fucking kings and queens and shit. It's just not necessarily 
where what I was what I was drawn to. I, I think as a kid, I might have fucked around with it, like a little bit of night shit, but I wasn't really down. I don't even know. I guess like music stuff, but ah, that's for another episode. But I've just never really been super super drawn into that that kind of bag. I I, I couldn't tell you why. And again, I love love Lord of the Rings and all and and everything about it kind of thing, but. There's just something about it. So, I watched Game of Thrones like everyone else. Obviously, you know that's that's what you do. You watch fucking Game of Thrones, and um, I wanted to see kind of what the hype was about. I wasn't watching it for the longest time, and then everyone was just talking about it. So I thought I'd get into it, and it's good. It's captivating. The visuals are, were really cool. It was designed well. Uh, you know, say what you will about the last season. Maybe I'll do a whole episode on on the Game of Thrones series because we're probably gonna probably gonna have to do a rewatch after after watching the prequel. But again, there's there's just something about it that I wasn't like this is the best fucking show ever. Which some people say it is. Again, very complete, very well done as a show. The content, say what you will. And again, they didn't they didn't lean too hard into, you know, the standard tropes apart from like dragons and stuff, but they had like ice zombies. Alright. That's that's not necessarily down the same line. So I dig. But <clears throat> um obviously it's called fucking House of House of the Dragon. There's gonna be mad dragons involved. So again, this is I'm coming from a place where I'm not necessarily a, a, an avid fan, but that being said, I really, really enjoyed the season. I thought it was really cool. I thought they did a really good job, and it was a it was a similar approach to Game of Thrones, but yet still fresh. And and it does stand alone, in my opinion, on its own. I think it's really cool. Obviously, you know, it's the same people, and it is a true prequel to to Game of uh, Game of Thrones, but. Again, I think I think it was really well done, and the acting is tremendous. Everyone did really well in it. Um, again, there's some things here and there that I might I might touch on that that I noticed, and but again, overall, really cool show. Tons of characters, you know, a lot of people. I don't remember all of them by name, and some of them I might mention and be like that kid, and you know those dudes. But I don't necessarily just want to go over fucking episode by episode and just talk about that the whole time and and just do a recap of the show anyway. So I'm just going to kind of go through a couple characters that kind of uh, popped out to me. Obviously, King Viserys. He was a baller. Interesting kind of story with him being on the Iron Throne and then kind of slowly killing him, which is always an which is always an interesting. It's an interesting kind of plot thing, plot detail that that George Martin wrote into his shit where it's like if you're not worthy of being on the throne the throne itself actually like kills you which super interesting i don't know how that worked but again interesting kind of metaphor um <clears throat> he he is played by uh the one of the andes from hot fuzz which is a tremendous movie love that movie great actor uh we got princess then to, and then later on, Queen Rhaenyra, who is is super, she's character is really cool. Goes through some interesting changes. 
Uh, you got Queen Allison, obviously. She's up to no good with her pops, the hand, who they're playing some kind of game here. And then we got Damon, who was Doctor Who, getting after it in general. The brother of King Viserys. Maybe he should have been the king. Who knows? But, again. <coughs> um, one of the great episodes, though. Uh, I thought the end of episode 8 was really cool. That's the one, again, spoiler alert, double spoiler alert for everybody. When King Viserys dies, really cool scene, I thought. Pretty gruesome. The whole show is, like, relatively gruesome. Like, I just finished watching the last episode, and, like, Rhaenyra, like, gives birth to a stillborn and, like, fucking has to wrap it up. It's fucking heavy duty, man. And I don't know. I think... I think people kind of crave that gore now. I think there's so many more popular horror movies and things like that where you see and and that shock value is is still always strong, always strong, the shock value. Um, but again, I think the end of episode eight where Allison's listening to the king and all of a sudden he's saying some shit and, and he's like babbling or like tripping balls or like whatever seeing the end he's on the fucking runway and he's about to take off uh, he mumbles some shit and then at the end he goes like I think yeah I think he says like my, my love or something like that my love anyway and he's dying and I thought it was just a great ending of an episode I don't know it really really stuck with me and and you know it's it's interesting when you have serial shows or uh, multi-episode shows you know some some have different different directors for every every episode and they kind of get to put their own their own kind of spin on things while you know obviously like maintaining a general general kind of feel of the show but I think I think the big thing with television and the multiple seri- the multiple episodes especially when you're when you're basing stuff off books I think it's the only I think it's truly the only way to go. It's the only way to go because it does it does give you that possibility of having different directors in there looking at different things, but also it just allows you to, to tell the story in a, in a little bit more of a long form. You know, you, you can't necessarily, you know, hats off to Peter Jackson and everyone who's worked on, on the Lord of the Rings trilogy and even The Hobbit. It was tough to do in three movies when, well, when they put a bunch of different stuff into it. But again, the Lord of the Rings series, tough to do in three movies, but but they did a, they did a good job depending on who you're asking. But they did a really good job, and um, I think now with streaming services, it's actually allowed that. That the technology has actually allowed us to be able to put out shows like this that are multiple episodes, and you know, covering this. And again, really, really cool. Obviously, again, House of the Dragon. Lots of dragons are involved. Uh, you got big ass dragons. We got Vagar. We got Vermithor. Is this new chap on the block? Really, again, I mentioned this before. I wasn't a big dragon kid. I guess dinosaurs, maybe 
Dragons, not necessarily. So, I could never really get super into the dragons, but super badass, you know. They have a great effect when you ride into a, you know, a meeting of the minds, so to speak, when there's a little council of something or other, and you ride in on a dragon, super badass. I think... I think it's interesting that they use them kind of as, like, a weapon, too, and... Again, the whole allegory of, of Game of Thrones, in a way, is, is interesting because, you know, there's there's different metaphors for different things. But, you know, the Targaryens kind of take take over the throne again with, with, the, with the use of force. And I'll kind of get into this this later on. But, you know, even even that, like, long neck boy that, that Damon fucking rides, right? Like... <clears throat> They're they're interesting. They have different different personalities and different looks. Obviously, we know how how it went in Game of Thrones as well with with the dragoons. Um, but obviously, they're a little bit more prevalent in you know the show with their with their namesake. One of the other things that was really interesting in the show was was obviously the aging. And it's funny because I kind of talked about this a little bit in my in the Rings of Power episode, our last episode, where the showmakers kind of were, you know, ran into a bit of an issue with the time span that they have to that they have to cover. So obviously for Rings of Power, the Silmarillion, you know, all those all that ancient history of the Tolkien lore is thousands of years. So to be able to tell the story truly chronologically, you'd have to recast the men almost every every episode and you'd have to recast the dwarves and stuff and all that and, and you know everyone but the elves who don't really age. So it would be tough to recast and recast and recast. Now it's interesting because that's exactly what they did in House of the Dragon. Mind you, it's only, you know, 6 to 10 year jumps that they do here. So a little bit more manageable but you know the the comment of oh we're not going to be able to know who's who you know you kind of figure it out obviously it's a new actress but they're older and obviously people age so it would be much weirder to have a little girl still playing like a grown woman so anyway interesting obviously as everyone noticed too that basically they recast all the women but they didn't really even recast the, like the young men who are in it and they just like I guess I guess men don't age as much or they don't look different as women ah, psh, super super interesting there but you know they did what they did and they obviously hair and makeup changed as as things do but again just really really interesting how they they kind of tackled that issue a little bit differently um now this is my one I don't even know if I do a Game of Thrones episode I'll probably go into this a little bit more but my my kind of my one big qualm with George R R Martin and and from what I've heard and this, this is what my buddy has told me cuz I didn't I didn't read the books but like the incest and the amount of like you know siblings banging and like aunts or nieces and uncles and fucking shit like that and 
everyone's really young in the books from what I know from what I heard and like it's it's like yo why do we have to have so much of this I don't get it I guess is it supposed to be realistic but fuck they got dragons and shit who gives a fuck about reality why are you even writing that bro and in House of Dragon they fucking have uh, Rhaenyra and Damon get together full fucking uncle and niece full marriage the whole deal and their first sex scene was fucking bunk, if you ask me. But I'm not necessarily here to bash this show. Obviously, I love, I, I, I really enjoyed it. But the casual incest, man, the casual incest is just, it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. Um, people got more fucking in arms about Allison selling feet pics to the fucking middle finger, the little fucking weird guy who yanked off to her fucking feet. Uh. People got more up in arms about that than the goddamn incest. So, it's an interesting thing about the entire Game of Thrones thing. It's spicy. I get it. I'm into it. Wait. <laughs> no, but again, it's 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 a lot. It's a lot to deal with. One thing that I really kind of got hung up on with with the show was was the whole hand resiphons, um, the kicker from fucking the replacements. My boy. He plays the the hand of the king, and basically from day one he is conniving as motherfucker. But it's pretty subtle. I mean, maybe that's arguable, but it's pretty subtle. And you know he's dealing with. He's basically sets up his daughter with the king to to get married, and I he's obviously playing a long game. He's obviously he's 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 in the long con right now, as our friend Sawyer from Lost would say. Um. I kind of wish it played out a little bit more in this season, but they're probably going to be stretching it out. But obviously, he's up to something. Uh, he's got to survive, you know, this whole doings that's about to happen because holy shit, the end of uh, the series, the season finale, episode ten, that fucking buddy chomped on a motherfucking dragoon and. I guess ate the kid. I don't even know. They didn't really show what happened to the poor kid, um, the Targaryen child, who is obviously Buddy Strong's fucking kid or some shit like that. Um, Marcus Strowman. Anyway, no. <laughs> Again, it's kind of one of those things where it's probably gonna play out next season. I guess I'm not sure how many seasons. Uh, they got they got lined up, but they got they got a, f a few more stories to tell, so to speak. And we know the war times are coming. Season two, war times. So hold on to your seats and hold on to your bucket hats because it's about to go off. And again, really, what this is leading up to again is more Game of Thrones action, which is just people just claim thrones. That's what I learned. This is what I've learned about. About the whole Game of Thrones universe. People can just claim thrones. They don't care. What are you going to do? This guy was my dad. No, this guy was my grandpa. Who fucking cares? Just claim thrones. If you got a dragon, you can just fly in there. And you can burn everyone to death. Look what happened. You can claim a throne. That's all That's all you need to know. If Wherever you are, claim a throne. But again, it's leading up to the game of thrones which is you know 
mad action, songs of fire and ice and whatever's going on there. But it it brings me around to the point of how I really feel about prequels. I, I was really thinking about this because the show's really cool and you know, it opens your eyes to some some shit that happened in the past and, and all the turmoil that went in family that is Targaryen. But I think it's tough a to not be seen as as when you're going to do a prequel as like a you know as filmmakers as a movie studio whatever you, whoever you are television studio it's hard to not be perceived that you're just milking this cow you're milking it for all it's worth and at the same time maybe we don't necessarily need to know what happened before the whole fucking doings. Now, it's interesting because, again, I'm I'm calling on my own hypocrisy as a Lord of the Rings fan because I love The Hobbit, but The Hobbit was written first. So, you tell me. Because a continuation is a whole other thing, obviously. But when uh, when there's already a work that's been done and... I know this is also based off off novels that that do exist, and they're like you know fictional historical historical reenactments or what, whatever. Um, but any prequel that is it comes is written or created or or it happens after the source material is already out there, I'm dubious of. Star Wars prime example, obviously, we all think about that. Even what happened in Rings of Power. Like, I think it's really tough to tackle these characters. And and again, it's it's a humanizing thing. And this is a thing. And 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 maybe this is me, and maybe this is how I've how I've always been. When I used to play sports, I never wanted to be buddy buddy with my opponent. In fact, it always hurt me when I played football because football you have to fucking practice all the time and you have to go 110%, but I can't go 110% and want to kill you cuz you're my fucking, you know, teammate when we're in practice and we're lining up against each other. I want to talk to you at the end of the day and we're still friends. But if I don't know you, I don't want to know you. I don't want to know anything. Like, if you were a robot, that would be the best because then I can just, you know, get after it and take your head off or whatever I have to do. But same with basketball. Like, you know, as soon as I got to know some of my opponents, it totally took my 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 um, competitive edge away. Completely took it away. Uh, I I know uh, Larry Bird talks about this. He talks about that with Magic Johnson and. He said it was tough getting to know someone because again it's hard to it's hard to go is is it's hard to put everything you need to put into your your athletic performance in my for for my own game it's hard to do that when I when I know my opponent I'm always best the the best time I'll always I will always thrive when I don't know my opponent at all, maybe I met them for the first time as the first time we're playing against each other, and they're perceived to be better than me. Whether they're better than me or they're not, I don't know. But there's something about it that just drives me, and, and that's what really fuels my, my competition because uh, I want to prove people wrong and do all that shit. But 
I think, I think I kind of have, um, I kind of have that same same thing towards towards prequels. I don't really necessarily want to know about the villains and the evil people that exist in these books. I want to know nothing about them. I all I want to know is that they're pure evil. Again, Darth Vader and Anakin, the whole Anakin Skywalker shit. Who gives a fuck? It, it could have been just a robotronic guy. I guess it get I know not I guess. I know it gives depth to the story. But I don't want to humanize. Same thing with fucking Sauron and fucking Rings of Power. I don't want to fucking know that he was just some dude. I I'm I'm much more afraid, you know, both these dudes, you know, Sauron, Sauron, Sauron and fucking Darth Vades. They both wore helmets. And it's way scarier to, to, to guess and imagine because you, you, everyone's imagination is way scarier than anything that you're ever going to come up with. And you got to let that happen because then it also really connects with your audience because they get to, you know, it's like that, that whole idea with the, um, with the briefcase and Pulp Fiction. No one knows what's really in that briefcase. In fact, maybe Quentin Tarantino never even had an idea of what's in that briefcase. He just put a fucking light bulb in it. And people are drawn to that shit. It's some mysterious. And again, like I said, to every person that experiences that and sees that, they're going to guess what's what's there. They're going to guess what's under the helmet. They're going to guess who and what and what could it be that's this evil that's kind of a human. Is it a human was it you know who cares let those let those questions lie because in tr- in you know in fact they're the they're the questions that that fucking run you know that keep people guessing and 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 endear them to your movie or show or to whatever it might be because you're giving them something so personal even though it might be again these questions that linger you're giving them something so personal I think that's all I got, man. I think you guys know how I feel about prequels and it's interesting and I think that they're pretty cool, but it's a dangerous game. The prequels a dangerous game. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, come on back next week. I uh, can't wait. Who knows what the episode's going to be? Ooh, mysterious. <laughs> Uh, but follow along on our Twitter, Instagram at the at the Big Mark Pod or at the Big Mark Podcast. Please drop us a line, DM us anytime. Share the podcast with your friends. If you share it with one friend, we can double the podcast overnight. Please rate and subscribe and like the channel and like the podcast and and like the YouTube and do all that shit. We love you. We need you. If you want to donate to the podcast, check out our Patreon, patreoncom Pod. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. I love you all. We'll see you soon. Peace.